0: Thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon ARMY, a safe place for grown ARMY to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and can now explain the meaning of Lachilalala. New to ARMY, no problem. Come along as we explore all the important business soup that Bangtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter snack size episodes between hosts and various correspondents, because one thing we know is that the content just keeps on coming. I have this theory. It's my own theory, it's not like scientific or anything, but I have found in my lifetime that I always like track nine
1: mm. Um, mm. on
0: whatever album it is. So track it's like K Drama
1: episode 11.
0: <laughs> yes. So for whatever reason, track nine, and I've written them all down. You know, from Red Hot Chili Peppers to Blink-182 oh, to like even Taylor Swift to ever Harry Styles. Like every mm-hmm. time I listen to um, an album, especially now that on Spotify, I don't know what track it is. I'll go back. And for whatever reason, the one song that really stands out to me is track nine. And I think that it's so crazy that Wildflower is track nine. Wow! Um, oh my,
1: mm-hmm. And
0: I love it. Um, But I was just like. And it's only 10 songs, right? Like Indigo is only 10 songs. So track nine is almost at the end. Um, but I did read a book years ago, a YA novel that talked about um, the music industry and how they do tracks on an album. And that typically the back end, anything after song six is like a throwaway because most people don't listen to an album past song six um, typically, I guess. Um, and that was the theory in this book, and I, and I don't know if it's proven or anything oh. like that. But I just thought it was really interesting that um, I always gravitate towards Track Nine and that Track is. Nine is Wildflower. So I just think that's, that's amazing, you know, Megan. Yeah, I hope you yeah. are. You going to talk about that in your when you do your yeah, segment? Uh, yeah, and I'll, but I mean, Changes Part Two is my, my favorite right now. So.
1: You know, Um, that's interesting because mm -hmm. I was just watching his um, magazine interview this Mm -hmm. morning. Did you see that? Where he said that that was all the really big music people, people who are just their whole life is music, that's their favorite one on the album.
0: Yeah. And that, that, I mean, because it's the most
1: experimental and groundbreaking. Mm.
0: But don't get me wrong, like, Mm. (sighs) Yin, I was, I turned that on in my car, I had volunteered. I was coming home. I turned on my car. I, when I tell you I was screaming, I was yeah, screaming. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. this song is a, I, I didn't even know what to do. I was like, if this is what this album is going to be, mm-hmm. I will not survive the rest. Yeah. Um And it it is and it isn't. They're beautiful songs. Um, I love that he allowed himself to sing because I feel like he doesn't allow himself to melody and like mm-hmm. sing. Um, And he did. So I think that's pretty amazing. I love that for him. Um, but yeah, like just the whole thing, I, it will be really hard. I mean, I love changes, like, uh, changes part two, like I said, but every single track, I think I've listened to the album all the way through four times so far and I find a new thing I love about it every time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's okay. great. Hi. Hi. You-
2: Hi.
0: So we're going to start out our year in review. Um, but before we do that, who, what is important about today? Jin's birthday
1: it's a very special someone's birthday today
0: (laughs) yay Yay. so just turned um midnight in Korea so it's Jin's birthday as we're recording so yay happy birthday Jin um we talked a little bit about this uh in slack and on our instagram chat but we just really wanted to wrap up our year um and talk about all the exciting things that happened this year and that's really hard to do because (laughs) the year was wild um and so many things happen. So let's start out and um, go around and use one word to describe your year in Bang- in Bangtan.
1: I think for me, it would be roller coaster. <laughs> it was a roller coaster ride, big emotions, so many big events, and uh, just uh, one big loop and one big surge after another. It was, it was a wild ride. <laughs> I would say
2: overwhelming because there were at points that I just couldn't keep up that I had to like take a break and then go back and watch the video or watch the festas or the V lives overwhelming.
0: So I'm going to say slayed because that's what my daughters would say, Um, (laughs) but also because it really encompasses how much fun and how many experiences i allowed myself to have this year um and Mm. i had so much fun with the content and with you guys and just like following along and yes it was overwhelming and yes it was very busy but the year slayed for sure and then of course it's a nod to hobie because he is so cute when he says that okay so if you could travel back to january 1st 2022 what is one piece of advice you'd give yourself as army this year allison
2: I would say pace yourself, maybe just chip away at things like, (laughs) which sounds, it sounds like I'm making BTS army sound like a job or a lot of work, but it's really not that it's a pleasure to, to watch these things. But for me, there's so many emotions, like you were talking about Tanya, so many emotions that go along with each of these pieces that you do sort of want to like pause, process and move forward. So pacing myself and just get the shooky clock when you see it. Don't, don't worry about it. Just buy it. How about you, Megan?
0: So I was going to say hydrate because you're going to be thirsty as hell um, because I, this is my first year. I can't imagine the years prior to this. I have so much respect for ARMY that have been around for a long time because this was a crazy year. But I needed to stay really hydrated because it, it was a thirst. I feel like it was a thirsty year. The thirstiest from what I can gather from ARMY that have been here for a while. Tanya what about
1: you? I think mine is uh, similar to Allison's, which is just uh, slow down and because I, I feel like I rushed through so many of my first experiences of BTS because I was trying to catch up, and I would tell myself, "Don't worry about catching up quite so fast. Just enjoy the first time you hear DNA, and the first time you watch the Black Swan video, and the first time you watch Run BTS. Don't feel just don't just gobble it up so i I finally learned that lesson after a few months but (laughs) i wish i could go back and say that to myself at the beginning by the way i think that this week might be roughly my first anniversary my army anniversary because i think the first week of december roughly was about when um leah and allison had done their episode for for afternoon of delight uh about the los angeles concert ptd and i heard it and started listening to bts and getting into them and then i think i became hardcore army like three three weeks later (laughs) it didn't take long so yes i'm celebrating my my anniversary along with jen's birthday today
2: yeah the concert was a year ago yesterday december 2nd so that is hard to believe i was like Oh, I remember that moment (laughs) of being there at SoFi and having a blast, so.
1: I can't believe that we saw them in April. It feels like it's been at least a year since then. It's going to be that anniversary before too long, too.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that to me, that is so wild that it was, I've been that it's been a year because I've been seeing a lot of people, um, on TikTok post their review, like a year ago today, I was doing this. Um, and I will say Tanya that I think you're right. Like to slowly devour the content, because I feel like all of us each went into our own rabbit holes for a while, (laughs) like on content, like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And so it is, it feels overwhelming, but it's so much fun to do that at the same time. So yeah, I agree with you.
1: That's true. It actually was kind of fun to just really get into something again for the first time as an older fan. I hadn't had that kind of excitement about something in so long. So I, I'm going to take Namji's advice and not have regrets about it.
0: Well, <laughs> I think it's important too because um I remember fangirling different stages in my life, but fangirling as an older person is quite different because you have the freedom. Like I can remember being like, into new kids on the block, but I could not buy the like $25 t-shirt or whatever it was at the time or I couldn't buy like, you know, the cool merch or whatever. And now it's like, Oh, do I, I mean, I obviously need this Koya bracelet. I mean, it's the only thing in my life that I need. Right. So you just click and buy. And that kind of freedom has been a little wild. You know, I feel like almost off the rails sometimes because it's like, I have to like reel myself back in. Like, will you wear this? because like I don't even know it was like a bucket hat once that popped up and I was like oh, the bucket hat Sugar wore that bucket hat in an episode whatever I need it mm, but do you cuz you probably won't wear it so it's it's good and bad to be an older fan I feel like sometimes right
1: That is that's so true cuz this is the I mean I did not have any money growing up and so this is the first time in my life I've ever had that kind of experience and of course when I was fangirling as a teenager there was no youtube there was no etsy there was no Hybe, you know a uh, weaver's shop <laughs> there was none of that stuff there was no ebay <laughs> so yeah no i i'm i've, 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 I've got to dial it back man i finished paying off my student loans finally at the age of 50 something and i've been spending my little my little last student loan payment on <laughs> fangirling every month but i've got to stop <laughs>
0: Okay, so now we're going to move on to the members. So why don't we go around and we'll talk about our standout moment by member. Um, and let's start with RM. Allison, do you want to start?
2: Sure, I can start. I don't I don't know if there's an answer other than Indigo because it's the most beautiful album I've ever heard. Um, I think that just watching him process things over the past year and then putting it in context of what was going on behind the scenes and what was going on in his mind and then seeing the result of all of that it's like ah you know like light dawns I get it now what you were what was going on in your head and now to see it come into being was pretty amazing. Um, I do worry about him a lot because he is in his head more than I think any of the other members and he's so nervous and just like wants to be perfect Um, and I just hope that he appreciates how much we love this album and I hope he feels that because it is truly a work of art and I just thankful that he put it out there for us. Tanya, how about yeah, you? Yeah,
1: my thoughts are very similar to Allison's. I mean, it can't obviously it can't be anything other than indigo, and I'm so glad that that we have this chance to talk about it when it's just come out. Um, and uh, I hope I hope it was healing for him, and I hope it's healing for him to see all the the love that it's starting to get and the big reactions. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a work of art, uh, which is perfect for him. <laughs> it just kind of says it all. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's like really interesting that we did this year in review right after he dropped Indigo because, you know, a week ago, I would have said that my favorite moment of his was when he was selling gray sweats as an infomercial, you know, that was like one of my first army experiences um, was watching those, you know, little selling infomercials and him in the gray sweats and everyone's just dying because of course he's selling gray sweats, right? Like that's like the hottest thing on a guy lately. Um, But now- obviously it's Indigo and, you know, for me watching him post Festa um, and us talking, you know, we've talked a few times about him um, as far as like his confidence level and the talk that he's made about finding himself and things like that. You know, I feel like Indigo is a real masterclass in imposter syndrome um, because I think that he really does not see what we all see. Um, and you know, there's been, um, Tanya, thank you for sharing the magazine articles that you have, um, in our stories on the afternoon, army, um, Instagram, because, you know, he said, and I'm going to mess this up, so don't take it word for word, but he was talking about being on exhibit, um, like to the world, like he is like an art piece on exhibit to the world, but that's not necessarily who he is. But being on exhibit to the world made him realize that maybe he's sharing too much, or maybe he's sharing the wrong thing. And so I really think that with Indigo, he really thought about it and curated a story for us that is uniquely him. Um, and so I just think that's really powerful. Um, and to me, you know, it's very rare to listen to an album from start to finish and not want to skip, or not, you know, want to, you know, go forward in a track. And that means something um, as a fan, but also as an artist, because he really took the time to make sure that this was going to be an enjoyable experience on both sides. Um, And, you know, that's part of the parasocial relationship, but I have a lot of respect for that. And it does feel like an art piece Um, and I love it. So congratulations to him, because it's amazing. I hope it, you know, it gets, even if it, I feel like even if it doesn't get the uh, commercial success, Um, Because sometimes, you know, we know that happens with the members, they put something out, they don't get the commercial success. But I really hope it gets the art success. I really hope it speaks to the musicians, um, especially the Western musicians that maybe have doubted the talent of BTS, um, because they're all talented in their own way. Um, And as we've seen, every single solo project sounds completely different, which I think is amazing, because it just goes to show what a patchwork that is. Um, to make this beautiful quilt that they just you know cover us with every time. I love it every single time. So yeah. All right, let's talk about Jin. What is a standout moment for Jin, Tanya?
1: Well, I guess here again we're getting these big solo projects and it's so um, you know monumental for BTS and so different to be at the beginning of chapter two and to have this moment happening. So of course the astronaut um he just to see the his joy uh when he was on stage with coldplay to get to see him working with artists that he admires and and something similar to what you just said about nam june's album um you know getting some international recognition recognition from other artists for his vocal skills um and his his beautiful voice, not just his physical voice, but his presence and in the way that he conveys emotion through his singing and so on. So I was really happy to see that he got a, lo- a lot of love for that song. Um it, as we've discussed recently, it was so moving that he chose that song to send kind of a, a goodbye love letter, goodbye for a little while, love letter to Army. And I think the fans just really were so um enraptured by that. Uh, that I feel like we're cleaving to him even more strongly than than we did before because it was like a little bonding moment that we had with him. So, and of course, this is a big moment too because he's the first to go off to the military very shortly. Um, and that's going to be hard, uh, I'm sure, especially on him and his family, but also for the fans to enter into this new and unknown you know, period where we don't know what it's going to be like.
2: I would say... Watching him have like friendships with older men has been really amazing. Like I love it because I feel like it grounds him and he gets to be just like his goofy self and some of the weight of being the hung of BTS gets taken off of his shoulder because he's not the leader, obviously, but he there's a lot that he carries in the group. And I think it's great that he gets to have these friendships with the chef and with Chris Martin and, you know, particularly South Korean older men who have been through the military service and like know what it's like. And he has said throughout his time of being in BTS that he's always looked to other K-pop idols and K-pop groups and talked to them about experiences they had and he learns a lot through those relationships and i think that has been sort of a standout moment for me is watching him nurture those relationships so it's pretty great to see i i love him and i'm excited that he has those people in his life that he can go and talk to and bounce ideas off of and just not be Jin of bts for a minute and be making alcohol in his bathroom.
0: I agree, Allison, because I put down that my favorite moment for Jin was when he did his cooking blog, which I feel like the cooking blog kind of kicked off all of his other YouTube appearances or like, well, we get him on YouTube, but like Korean variety show appearances and the cooking blog, I just felt was really cute. He was just wanting to learn. He wanted to jump in. Um, it really showed off his cooking skills, but um, also just that like fun, playful side to him. Um, where we get a little bit more of his personality. And I don't think that he means to, because I feel like sometimes he looks at the camera like, whoops, that's like a side of me that I don't always show. Um, but I really like that. And I really like, like you said, the experiences that Jen's having. Um, I haven't been able to watch the show about him making alcohol yet on YouTube. It's on my list. But the clips, I love some of the clips because there's one where he goes with um, Chef Bake, I think is his name. And they go to like the the market, and nobody recognizes him but everyone wants to take selfies with the chef and the chef's like do you not recognize this handsome man and like the little Ajimas are like we don't care about him you're the famous one and he's like wow I really like hurt myself today like and nobody wanted to take a picture with me well it's great because he was able just to go out there and like shop you know and be with his friend rather than like causing a media stir and we know there were pictures that you know people did recognize him but as we've learned especially from k army you know k army's very good about not approaching and not you know going up to them and making a scene so it was just kind of cool it was fun to see him in that element like how come no one wants to take a picture with me like i'm here (laughs) what's everybody doing so i really did love that i think it's great okay so now we're gonna move on to a very important member of this group. We are going to talk about our standout moment for Yungi, Mr. P.D., Sugar P.D. And so let's start with Tanya to give Allison a chance
1: to collect her thoughts. Yes, I have a feeling that this is going to be a good one <laughs> for Allison. Uh, so I'll it has to be the hair. I mean, he has done so many things artistically, and I'll just let Alison talk about that, okay? Or if, if she wants to. I mean, we had that, that, and just a million other things. He's He is the PD, he is the producer, and he's doing so many cool things, Stay Alive, and that, that, and just, he's just having his moment. One of many, I'm sure. But for me it was it has to be the hair <laughs> his mane of glory let's just say which he broke the internet so many times this year from ptd soul to the present <laughs> and i just love that he seems to be enjoying his um his beauty right now and being recognized for it and he just seems so content and happy with what he's doing and i think that's that is actually um, being more serious I think my favorite thing for him is just that he seems really happy and like he's having a great time and doing what he loves so that's a good thing
0: I'm gonna say it's save a horse ride a cowboy Yoongi. Um, because I feel like the Yungi that we got in the that that music video spawned all the yoongis that were going to come and I don't know if it was the choreo I don't know if it was just the excitement of the video, but that video gave us some hip movements we have never seen come out of that man. We got some acting that was like top tier for him. Like he doesn't show face like that very often. And you could tell he had a great time in that music video, he had a great time making that song. He had a great time doing the choreo to that song. It was amazing. But that Yoongi spawned all the Yungies that were to come because then you get proof Yoongi. You get Woodworking yungi, you get um, Japan yungi, you get piano playing yungi, then you get the Ajima perm yungi, then you get the run in Busan yungi. Okay, so thank you, Sai. Like, shout out to Sai for giving us cowboy yungi at a soju saloon because it just changed his trajectory of everything that he did for the rest of the year. So that is like that that will be always be a standout moment for me also because it was like the really first big release that I had experienced I had not been there for permission to dance I'd not been there for butter Um, and I know it wasn't an ot7 release but that was like such a big deal in content it was such a big deal to listen to it and go to the music video and it really helped me get ready to stream other projects but that one set the tone so Allison are you ready?
2: The pressure. I don't know if there's anything I can say but like whale noises. Like I have no words for what happened in the past year with Sugar because the only thing that comes out of me is like moans and whale noises. <laughs> so it was it was an incredible year for Sugar. He really he really leveled up this year and there's a new glow to this man that we've all seen and appreciated. But there are I want to count all of the Yungi moments but there are a couple that just sort of embody his savageness and how much of a badass he is and that is when they were on the V live after the Grammys and he's like we just stopped by the Grammys on the way to our show like this is no big deal and i was just i will never love somebody like i love you Yungi because <laughs> that is such a beautiful moment thank you and my other favorite Yungi moment was at the festa where he was talking about all the things that he's doing to take care of himself. And I was like, thank you for having all of these facets of who you are, for sharing them with us. Pilates is doing you a world of good. And thank you for for sharing that with us. How do you not include at the Busan concert his rap solo in Cypher 3? That's a moment that will live rent-free in my brain for the rest of my life. And I listen to it quite frequently. And I go back to little clips on the internet and watch him do his little hip thrust on stage to cipher three. I could keep going, but we don't have enough time for that. So those are some standout Jungi moments for me.
0: I mean, when his album drops, I swear, like we could just do a seven hour pod on this man is this all the layers. To unwrap um and i think it's funny that you said the little hip thrust because it's so tiny but it just it says so much and just such a tiny little movement there's like a million words there but so anyway. tiny
2: so, so tiny. tiny and impacted all of humankind with just the tiniest little movement
1: <laughs> that was such a big fu and it was so perfect that it was small like that because that's so him isn't it so understated and powerful Oh my god, that was the most cathartic performance i think i've ever seen from them <laughs> oh can i just like- say one last amazing moment for me for him was um the uh, busan blues uh, tourism video when he walks into that bar with jimin and I screamed and threw my phone across the room for the first time as ARMY. That that was the first time that I actu- actually did that and realized that it was just a thing that people actually do and that it's not just a joke.
0: <laughs> I love that Mom. for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I just want to scream and throw my phone across the room. Anytime I see him with his long hair, he is a work of art. That's for sure. Truly.
0: Okay, so now we're going to move on to J-Hope. So we're going to let Tanya have some time to prepare. Um, And so we're going to talk standout moments for J-Hope and I'll go first. It was Jack in the Box for sure. The sound, um, the Lollapalooza appearance, everything about that just blew me away. I did not expect emo Hobie. I was expecting sunshine and flowers Hobie, but I loved it. Um, And we talked about this in our uh, Hobie Palooza pod, but uh, it just sounded like what I would have listened to as a 17-year-old pop punk person that I was. Um, And I really love that. I love that it sounded old, but it sounded new. It was like something I had never heard before. I also love that J-Hope really wrecked my bias and my bias wrecker this year I could not go a few days without him just popping into my algorithm with something amazing. And you know, Tanya's like, I told you so, but I mean, I didn't know. I I really didn't. I love that. And I, the vlog that he did after Hobie Palooza where he was just so honest and Jimin was there and you could really see that he needed Jimin. And I just thought that was such like a window into to, like his personality. And like, he is, you know, we see him as, I'm your hope. You're my hope. I'm J-Hope. And he's always so bubbly and happy, but you know, he needed that support too. And I really love that. All this to say that that's my moment for him. But my personal moment for J-Hope is that I actually got to see him do the, you're my hope. I'm your hope. I'm J-Hope in concert at PTDLV. And I still have it saved in my phone. It's one of my precious videos. And oh my gosh, I just to have that experience was amazing. So anyway, Allison what about you?
2: It definitely was seeing him at Lollapalooza. It was Holy Palooza. Let's just be honest. Like he showed up and taught everybody what it means to be a performer. From people who'd been doing it for decades to the new kids that were coming out. He owned that stage. He owned the festival. We, Megan and Leah and I were watching it together and we were all just like who is this oh my gosh like I had goosebumps the whole time we were screaming <laughs> it was it was a moment and truly like he is the best of them when you think of performance and just the artistic view like he's incredible so I don't think there's any other this was really his year he got to show off this new side of himself. He got to just show ARMY that there's so much more to him. And I love that. He got to, we got to see all those sides.
1: All right, Tanya. Yeah, I mean, we, as we're recording this, he just did his magnificent performance at the Mnet Asian Music Awards. Uh, and so that, you know, is the most recent Big standout moment for him because he absolutely slayed it as usual, but I it, it still keeps going back to to um, Lollapalooza because uh, I was just thinking about this the other day when you contrast the his performance and his preparations for Lollapalooza with the the Mnet Asian Music Awards, you can really see how Lollapalooza was his crucible. You know, it was the moment that he tested himself and was able to pass his his own test, uh, and his attitude and his confidence um, going into the music awards was. I mean, you could see the difference was like night and day. Um, and so, I I think my standout moment for him this year is that he had his crucible and that he um, came out of that fire and is now. He found th- this new confidence um, and swagger, um, while still being his humble king self. That uh, I'm really happy for him that he was able to do that. That's a real, I mean, what a huge evolutionary leap for him. Um, he with with uh, Jack in the Box. He said that he really needed the biggest thing he needed out of that project was to prove to himself and everybody that he had it in him and to get his voice heard and to say the things that he needed to say and he absolutely accomplished all of those things yeah I mean it was and and now it is one of Rolling Stone's top 10 albums of the year not for k-pop for for music (laughs) I mean and that just kind of says it all that he he accomplished all the goals he set out and I think he's proud of himself and I think he's relieved and happy and uh what a way to start uh chapter two and to finish chapter one and 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 it kind of led me to another thought too, which is when you look back at the three members now um, who have done major solo work, and maybe I, sh- I should include Yungi in that too with with That That and, and other things that he's been doing, but I think especially for J-Hope and, and Namjoon with the, with the full albums, they're starting, I mean, their proof has been such an opportunity for them to look back at their time together in chapter one and to put a little cap on it and to start to think about who they're going to be now. And we're starting to see some unmasking. They've always talked about masks and personas in a lot of their music and in in interviews. Uh, And I think they're starting to do some careful, deliberate unmasking so that they can continue to evolve and become who they want to be and to show the parts of themselves that they haven't shown before, that they want to show as part of their artistic vision. What a time to be ARMY, to get to watch that happen and to be included in it.
2: Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon ARMY on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's an amazing time. You know, uh, Leah had put in the chat. yesterday that there's some people that became army after permission to dance la and las vegas Um, and so you know to kind of catch them at the tail end of what they were doing as a group but then to get to see what they're doing as solo projects is pretty amazing and you learn a lot about them and then when you go back you see how they are using you know like we've already seen some rm like easter eggs in his indigo songs you know that Call back to BTS, which I think is pretty amazing. So, um, great things ahead for all of them. To be honest, okay. So let's talk standout Jimin moment. I will go first again, just to say that my standout Jimin moment is um, at the Soul concert, the Silent Soul concert that they hosted, and he was slapping his the air like he was slapping ass, and then he was giggling with J Hope, and it's stamped in my brain, and I know. It makes me super thirsty to say that, like this thirsty girl right here. But the joy on Jimin's face when he was doing that, I see you, Jimin. I see what you're trying to tell me here. And that's fine. I accept. I'm just saying of all the things, his vlog making jewelry, cute. So cute. The Benny Blanco, great. Bad decisions. He sounded amazing. But in this brain right here, when I think Jimin... 2022, I think of that air slap and I, and then J Hope giggling and giving him a high five. I see you too, J Hope. I see you too. Can't fool me. What about you, Allison?
2: I think for me, it was the photo book. It was so beautiful and so unique and so Jimin. And yeah, it just, I was Jimin more quiet this year, or do I just not remember a lot of Jimin moments? And you know maybe i didn't do enough research for for this but he seemed one of the quieter members and so the the things that came to mind were the vlog which was almost too heartbreaking to include in this end of the year he was so am i doing it right so appreciative of the teacher giving him feedback i, I it was almost painful to watch him but I also could watch him make a bracelet all day if he would let me. So I think the photo album, because I think that when he shines, he's sort of behind the scenes. It's not, and I think you got to see his creative process in that too, and see those other pieces of him that we don't get to see otherwise.
1: That's a great point. And I think especially since he hasn't released his solo album or whatever project it is that he's working on right now, the photo book was kind of his first sort of steps as un- unmasking himself for chapter two. And in the video that went along with the promotions, he talked about his choices in, in the different um, themes that he chose. And he made some very deliberate choices with the different fashion designers that he went with and so on. Um, he's, he's very He's a very smart guy and very thoughtful. They all are, but he's, he doesn't, hype himself I mean he said I think it's easy to forget that because he's such a big presence on stage and he's so sensual on stage and makes such a big splash um, with his physicality and so on that it's easy to forget how first of all how hilarious he is I think I for me he's I mean he is the funniest member of BTS he has the greatest sense of humor um and how smart and thoughtful he is because he doesn't always when he's not on stage he doesn't take the limelight very often um, he tends to to defer to others. So yeah, the photo book. And uh, I think one thing, because it was earlier in the year that it's easy to forget, is that he had one of his first solo releases, which was the song With You, with his friend Ha woon And uh, it's a beautiful song. His voice is so lovely. Um, and he has talked about how Much he feels like as a performer, he's a member of a group and not a solo performer. So it was neat to get to see him do a duet with a friend. And I hope that that gave him some confidence for working on his album, judging from or EP or whatever it is that he's working on, because judging from the photos that we've been getting of him working with so many different world famous producers, I have a feeling that it's going to surprise people with how impressive it's going to be. Uh, because he's working with the best in the industry, and he is quiet, and so I have a feeling that it's gonna be surprising, and I look forward to it.
2: I'm glad you mentioned that song, because I have listened to that an obscene amount of times. I love his vocals just anyway, but that song in particular is so beautiful, and I had forgotten about it until we were recording, so yeah, I love that. I love the OST for that, so.
0: And I think you're right, Tony. I think he's kind of like, he is such a personality. Like when you get a run episode or you get like clips, he is such a big personality, but he also kind of like, will go in the background, you know? And like, it was really like telling when he did the, um, after the V live with Hobie after Lollapalooza and, you know, Hobie's was like, I needed you. And, it, and he's like me, you needed me. I'm just I'm just Jimin. I'm just a guy. I'm just a friend. And it was like, no, you're more than that. Like, don't sell yourself short, you know? So I think yes, to answer your question, Allison, I think he was a little bit more quiet this year, but I think he was also, you know, now that we look back, we know kind of what was on, what was coming up and they were going to release proof and they were supposed to go in the military. And I think maybe that was because he was just trying to figure out what he was going to do on a personal level next, because like Tanya had said, he has said in multiple interviews, you know, I'm not a solo, I'm part of a group. Um, So I'm sure that there's a little bit of work there that he'll have to do, especially as he starts to release his own music to kind of get that confidence back. I, I mean, not even get it back. I mean, he is a confident person. But I think when you have like the comfort of being on a team or being in a group, it's a lot different than going out on your own. So I think that, you know, a lot to say, but it's Jimin. I just love Jimin. He's like I I always say, he's a universal. He's a universal bias.
1: He He doesn't count in
0: the bias. He doesn't count the bias count. It's just, he's there always.
1: He should be there for everyone. (laughs) Really? uh you when you mentioned him going to Lollapalooza to support J-Hope it reminded me of something the there's been the videos that have just come out recently of him being behind the scenes there's that that a lot of ARMY had a, a fun you know as we often do making jokes and, and finding humor in some moments of theirs and there's that moment where um J-Hope is greeting Becky G backstage and Jimin's just kind of hanging in the background and ARMY had a great time like oh he's us you know <laughs> looking like oh you know, just you know not getting any attention but uh uh, on a serious note, though, even though that was hilarious, when I watched that clip, what I saw was him stepping back to let uh, j Hope have the limelight and to not to want to steal any of his thunder. And he, how when I saw that look on his face when he had that little smile on his face and he was looking up at the ceiling, I saw I am so proud of my brother right now. That's exactly what I saw, and I, I know the rest of it was just for fun. But that I thought it was beautiful, and it just said a lot about him.
0: Yes, I agree. Okay, let's talk V, or as I like to call him, Kim Taehyung. Allison,
2: what's your standout moment for V? I have to collect my thoughts with V because it seemed like every time he had a moment, he would level up in like the next day or... (laughs) like the next thing we saw him in. So one of the first things that came to mind was when he was doing the model walk at the Permission to Dance Vegas shows. And just like the last two, I think is when he started, that was the third show. And then he did it again at the fourth show. And he was just like in that lavender outfit like with the streamers all around I mean it was just incredible and I was like that's totally like peak v right there but then that would get overshadowed by him in Paris and like living it up with his beautiful silver drapey necklace and having the best time of his life and then that would get overshadowed by you know him doing the run BTS challenge with JK like with Sun setting they're by the pool and they're just doing their little choreo it was really a big year for for v oh and then the leather shorts so you can't you can't forget the vogue leather short moment because that was also peak V. It was really his year to shine, I think, in um, maybe less musical ways. <laughs> he was just sort of like, oh, you want to see see how beautiful I am? Here, let me show you. So those are all the, the B moments that stand out for me. And I'm sure there are a thousand more that I didn't include. I think he just had fun this year. I think he enjoyed being able to travel and being around people who are creative and fashion oriented he is very in tune with those things and he likes to dress well and i just it was fun to see him take that persona on and just run with it
0: i was gonna say that um the whole vogue shoot right was vogue with the leather shorts okay so hilariously There was a meme going around and I think I shared it, but it was the one where he's on the picnic table with the jacket, like his whole back is bare, And it's like, anyone up for a snack or like something like that? Like anyone up for a picnic? And I just about died because I was like, we all have the same thoughts. All of us together have the same thoughts collectively about it. And the second thing to that, what you said, Allison, if they ever let him be a runway model, no one else will have a job. It'll just be him on the runway because he wears clothes so beautifully um, and his looks like he's just stunning to me. When you get those up close pictures, it doesn't matter if he has makeup on or not stunning every single time. Tanya, what about
1: you? I think for me there, in addition to all the things you've all mentioned, there are two moments that really stood out in my mind. Uh, One builds on something that you've all been talking about, which is uh, just how stunning he is and just getting to watch him Step into his role as a fashion icon and things like that it was just something that J Hope has already established. But I feel like Taehyung has the is starting to this process of becoming a fashion icon. And but also when he was at the Grammys, I was really struck by that moment that he stood up and was like, "I'm gonna go meet Lady Gaga, who is one of his icons." And he just the way he strode across the floor of that theater. And just walked right up to her, but then so sweetly approached her and um, just found his you know, confidence and spoke to her in English. And she greeted him so warmly. And I was like, oh, he is finding his, himself as a solo artist. And then just it must have been a month or two later, he was on a flight to New York, I think, to go do that photo shoot. Um, and he posted that little video of him uh, listening to her song on the airplane sound system and I was like, oh, he, he's hinting. And maybe I'll be wrong. And I'm, I know everybody was thinking he must be hinting. because But we know how they drop hints. And then months later, it'll come out. That's what, what they were working on. So I'm really hoping that we're going to get to see some kind of collaboration with her. So yeah, I, I felt like that was a really symbolic moment um, for him becoming a solo artist. And then the second thing was just him on um, In the Soup friendcation and how he just to get to see him be a baby <laughs> with his, with his brothers uh, on that was really fun. Cause it just shows another very sweet, um, gentle side of him.
0: Yeah. I love how they take care of him. The Wuga squad, how they just baby him. I think it's, it's so cute because when you look at him and be like as a member of BTS, you know, he's one of the taller members. You know, everyone talks about how tall they are. But then you put him next to Peak Boy and he's literally, he looks like he's my size because I'm like five one, And he's not, but like, that's how he looks next to Peak Boy. So I just think it's so cute.
1: It's so cute to see any Korean male artists be maknae. And it's an interesting little yeah. <laughs> window into the culture when they're the maknae, how, they're, how their behavior changes in the group. It
0: really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I was just going to say my favorite... Uh, the moment was Paris. I call it Paris take young because he went to Paris post Festa. And I feel like he went with like a really big sense of freedom. And he took advantage of that because I saved all of those pictures. I even dedicated a reel to it on our Instagram of the Paris pictures that I took screen caps of because he was just gorgeous he's in a fur coat and sunglasses he's like drinking that wine in that restaurant like you know I'm here living it up like I just I he's just gorgeous I love when his hair is like that I love when his hair is like overgrown and curly. it's one of my favorite styles on him and I just think he's just so stunning to look at and like I said like he could do a million photo books and they would all be amazing because it's just stunning to look at um And also, I did love the model walk at PTD Las Vegas when we were there. Um, It's one of my favorite standout moments for him. And I want to, I don't know if this will happen, but when they start touring again, that's what I want to wear to the concert. I want to make my own lavender suit with my own rainbow streamers. I don't know how I'll do it. That's what I want to wear. That's what I envision for myself because it's just so amazing and I love it. So yeah, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't.
2: We can definitely make this happen. That would be really easy to do. I can, I have it in my head now. We got this.
0: (laughs) You are such the crafter, by the way. I did not know that about you. Like I knew you were scrapbooky, like you're scrapbooky, but then you made all these ornaments for your tree. You're doing all this stuff with the vinyl. And I'm like, she's got it down. Like what? we're about to open an Etsy shop. What are we doing here? Exactly. We're losing out on revenue.
1: (laughs) You've got the gene. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I
1: love it. I I just wanted to add a quick thing, which is um, with Taehyung, to build on this thing that we've been talking about, about him finding like his fashion moment and becoming a fashion icon, which is that it it just occurred to me that with the three youngest members, our Maknae line, we got to see more of their awkward teen years than the other members. And uh, Tay, of course, all of them have always been beautiful and stunning and and glorious. But but, but they did. They had Tay, especially. I think had his went through a long awkward teen phase, even though he was so so lovely. And to get to see him become this man who is finding his confidence and his beauty is, is really it's just neat. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about the McName J.K. Um, and let's talk about our standout moment for him because he was busy this year. Allison.
2: With, I don't know if I was overwhelmed by all the things that he had going on this year, but the, the standout moment for me was the flying yoga um, moment for him where he was just like the little kid swinging back and forth and just like having a blast because he was the one that mentioned it in the first um. Was it Run BTS? Like the first one where he, they were coming up, they were having that meal and they were talking about what they were going to do for upcoming run episodes. And he's like flying yoga. And then that's what they ended up doing. And he just had a blast. And I try really hard not to um, Kim the baby because he is a grown man. He's 25. And, but he, he was just a precious little flying through the air and just having a blast and just like giggling and playing with the members and I I love to see all of them just have fun and be able to be playful so that was a moment for me
0: I was going to say there was a creator on TikTok. I saved it. So so I'll have to share it to stories, but I'll I'll also share it with you guys that I did like a live reaction in her video of like the flying yoga episode. And she's like naming all the people. She's like, oh, and here's the child that doesn't fear death. And it was JK like doing things with the (laughs) like with like the silk or whatever. And I just thought it was so funny because he, he is, he's like the most daring um, of the group. Anytime there's something to do, he's like, I'll do it. I'll do it right now I don't care how dangerous it is you know so I think that's funny that that's what stands out for you is like him just being a kid in the studio and then like Jim and apologizing like to the teacher Jimin was like I'm so sorry about this like so funny
2: I also love that episode just to watch the difference between the like Hong and the Maknae line they're the older ones are like, on their phones in the corner just sitting there and the young <laughs> three are just being so goofy and playful and showing off their extreme core strength and climbing the ropes with just their upper body. Mm, Yeah, that's the difference between the
1: young ones and the older ones. What a difference a few years makes. (laughs) Watching Jimin climb that rope with his legs in lotus position was just really a moment. Uh, I, I mean, I think we can't underestimate For Jungkook, the the moment that he just had with the um, Dreamers World Cup song, you know, really just establishing his solo presence on a world stage, um, you know, and and despite all controversy about the World Cup itself, not about Jungkook, but the World Cup itself, which we can't ignore and did not ignore, thanks to um, Leah and Lexi's um, podcast about that issue, that episode about that issue, he, um, I think it was the upside of that performance in addition to establishing himself on a world stage and getting his name out there there was a, a that fun kind of video um, that was circulating around a couple weeks ago where it was all the different journalists around the world trying to pronounce his name <laughs> which was cute but also a sign of of him being noticed um so that was a big deal and I think it was also I also saw um, stories being posted online of what a big deal it was for Arab army to to see um, representation uh, and to be included, to have a performance um, in an uh, in Arab country. Uh, and so I think that there were um, positives in that sense, even though, you know, the human rights issues, obviously are, are tremendous, um, but not to take away from Jungkook's performance. So that was huge for him. for me personally, it was on the day of or the day after that fateful Festa dinner, where uh, that was so hard for everyone, especially the members. I mean, they were all reduced to tears and Army was freaking out and there was the the misrepresentation or mistranslation of their words, making it sound like they were not maybe not disbanding, but going on some kind of long-term hiatus and everybody was in a panic. And Obviously, we know, I'll know more about that now. In hindsight, it's easier to see what was going on, even though we don't know everything. But Jungkook, that either that day or, but I think it was in North American time or, or Western Hemisphere time, it was the next morning. Because I remember I was getting ready for work and I got a VLive notification. And Jungkook went on VLive and basically did like a two-hour concert for ARMY from his kitchen, I think it was and he just sang his heart out and just did karaoke and serenaded us to calm us and soothe us. And at the beginning for, for quite some time, I think it was a good 10 or 15 minutes. He talked about the dinner and tried to help um, us to put it in perspective and to clarify it. Um, and then he's just saying and saying and saying, and I remember I was sitting, I had it in, on in my car cause I had to drive to work and then I had my phone next to my desk while I was working and it, I just remember looking over at him while he was just singing to us. And I was sitting there working at my desk while he sang and calmed everybody down. And I just thought that that said a lot about him as a person. uh, And it was a real standout moment for, for me, for him this year.
0: So my favorite thing about this podcast is that we are thinky and thirsty because, you know, Tanya just went on this whole thing that's beautiful and meaningful. And my favorite JK moment is Las Vegas JK who was wild the entire time he was there. He was doing Instagram stories. He was on Instagram answering questions. Um, he was, you know, flashing his abs around the arena in that bright yellow jacket. He was doing side dancing over here and things over there. I mean, he was just, he was wild, Las Vegas. Like he was just let loose in Las Vegas, which I love, I think is great. But I also think it's funny that that's my standout moment. And then here's Tanya with her very in-depth analysis of the World Cup performance. And me, I'm just over here, like, lose more buttons on that jacket, please. Also, the jacket, can we talk about the jacket? Because he popped his buttons in Seoul, right, of the full jacket. The buttons popped, and everyone lost it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the buttons popped, and it's great, and we all had a great laugh. Then they came to Las Vegas, and the stylists thought that the solution to that would be to go ahead and like sew up the front of the jacket but then cut out the sides to reveal like the little hip dips I don't I'm not complaining I'm just saying that was the answer I I'm confused but it's neither here nor there it was perfect whatever he does he's the golden macne. I swear I find new content in him all the time I didn't know there's things that he could do. And then I thought it was funny that people were like, why did they choose JK for the World Cup? Why is he the one going? Why wouldn't he be? He's like the sportiest one of them all. I've never seen an episode of Run where they were like, do this challenge that he could not do. Or like play this new sport that like he just picked up immediately. So just think that like, you know, they call him the golden maknae for a reason. But my favorite, I'll find the... I will find the clip of him seeing a fan at PTD Las Vegas with a sign that said, we need to focus on. And it's when his buttons popped and you could see his abs. And then he just ran over there and pulled up a shirt. Like, here they are, look at them. And that everyone else, all the other members were like, whoa, bro, calm down. And he was like, no, here they are. Have at it. It was amazing. I loved it. It was great. And all that to say, that experience- for me, this past year was amazing. Thank you, because I went to that concert with both of you. Unfortunately, Leah couldn't be with us this morning. We're hoping to edit her in later, but wow, what a what an event. Like That just still sticks out for me. I don't think I'll ever experience anything like that in the same way again. So thank you to you both.
1: And we were just about to talk, now that we finished with the members, about what our big moment was as ARMY this year and I think for me it's the same it has to be that is with meeting all of you and seeing them live in Las Vegas there's nothing that could top that nothing the friendships the fun we had together getting to experience our love for the group together that that was it
2: yeah I would repeat that exact same thing it's so fun to experience just a few days in Vegas with you all and all the army that came from around the world to see them. So it's pretty great. I would do that again in a heartbeat as soon as they come back, 2025, here we go.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to. Like, I don't think I could go and see them with anyone else. It would not, it doesn't mean the same to someone else. If I went with other army, like Tanya, I know you met some other army for Lollapalooza, um and I don't think you can go through these types of events or these types of like this kind of concert or this anything bts without having other army with you because it just it doesn't mean the same thing to someone who is an army who doesn't love the content love the group love the members as much as we do um and so it kind of I feel like it would kind of take away from the experience. It's like, if you watch a favorite movie with someone who's never seen it before and then all they do is like, who's that? What's that? Why is that person doing that? It's like, I don't have time to explain it to you, read the book. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't, we don't have time for this. So yeah, I think that that's great. Is there, I'll ask really quick, is there an OT7 moment for the members that stands out for you? Because I was gonna say it's that when they performed Run in Busan that's, I mean, that capped off a great year. And I don't think that they actually, the performance live was great, but then we got the
2: practice video, which was
0: even better. I don't know how they did that, but the practice video was even better guys. How is that possible?
1: Tanya, how many times did we watch the previous oh, So <laughs> many times. It's emblazoned on my brain, my retinas. It's permanently on my retinas. It, they had so many moments this year as a group. I mean, for for this supposed to be like the end of chapter one and the beginning of chapter two and kind of like a slow period for the group? I don't think so. I mean, they they published an anthology that would basically establish their legacy as a group, their tremendous legacy. They went to the white house, they went to the Grammys and performed an amazing performance. And I mean, there's just moment after moment after moment. Yeah. But there was something, I have to agree that there's something about the Busan concert that um, was so cathartic, and something about that run performance, and and especially for me, the performance of Cypher Part 3, like we talked about, that was so cathartic and meaningful. To me, that's the standout moment for the group, even though it's hard to choose one.
2: Yeah, everything before the Busan concert feels sort of heavy for me because they had so much going on in the back of their mind and they knew sort of the timeline for all of this and we didn't know we didn't know it and so we didn't we could feel what was happening with them but we just didn't understand what we were feeling and I think in the Busan concert like we said like Cypher 3 they got to release everything and give a big you to the world and like the pressure they were feeling and they got to be together at home and put on an incredible show and I think that we felt that like release with them then and they got to just be the performers in the BTS that they wanted to end this chapter with and then move forward so that You know, singing butterfly and just like that we got to see those little subunit performances throughout the Busan show um, was pretty, pretty incredible and definitely stands out as like seeing how they play together as a whole, because they are very much all together but then what their strength is is that they can get together in these little groups and they support each other in these ways and that's ot7 right there for me is how they support each other
0: thank you that's great and that's it for our wrap-up of 2022 and all the exciting things that happened this year i look forward to another year and this crazy long universe with you guys I can't wait. We've already started. We're already planning. We could talk about them forever. <laughs> but we won't today. We could, but we won't today. Ladies, have a great day. And let's end it. For hey. For hey. For hey. For hey. <laughs>